Hello and welcome to the Dead Man's Dungeon. Here we are in the month of December. Things continue to get progressively worse. The likelihood of having a lockdown or some sort of restriction, further restrictions here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and throughout the country are pretty strong. But we're not going to talk too much about that, if at all, because it's just, it's boring. It's tiresome, it's tedious, it's just annoying that we've gotten ourselves into this position that we have bowed down to Big Brother, to the government, and uh, we're in this position. Uh, All I will say is continue to wash your hands and take zinc and take vitamin D3 and C and then maybe some edelberry. And just eat good food. Stay out of the fast food restaurants. Don't go in there. If you go to a diner, it's okay. Only attend, Only go to locally owned businesses and hopefully they can remain open. And just eat healthy. And chances are you'll, you'll be fine. And if you do get this COVID, if you're eating healthy and you're taking your vitamins, you'll kill it. It'll, it won't last. It'll probably last five days and that's it and you'll be fine. That's the bottom line. Don't believe the hype and the fear and all this mongering and it's, it's all nonsense. The government has control over you. You got to stop it. You got to let it, you got to let it pass. So somebody that I know, a media associate from years back, he heard the last podcast and he suggested I do some sort of commentary on the 1994 Royal Rumble so now we're talking wrestling and that's fine this is not just a podcast it's completely political we'll talk about anything whatever you want to talk about this is a dynamic varied program It's not set into one specific category. Just like our our pal Michael Savage says, what do you want to talk about? And we love Michael Savage. He's our hero. And he's retiring soon, or not retiring, but he won't be on the... the, I guess he's going to have his own podcast and... I have a podcast, so it's like I'm com- it's like I'm promoting my competition. But without Michael Savage, where would I be? So he's going to be doing something. He's not going to be on the radio anymore at all. But anyway, that's a, I don't know why I'm I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm meandering and going off the going on a tangent here, but anyway. I'm not going to talk about the 1994 Royal Rumble. I don't even remember it, to be honest with you. I think uh, Luger was in it. Maybe Kevin Nash. I I don't even remember who won the 1994 Royal Rumble. Uh, But what I am going to say, I was thinking about this last week. As I, I do see some comments on Facebook and Twitter 
from people. They were talking like, like watching the world, like watching the Survivor Series and who's going to win the Survivor Series. And I'm an old school wrestling fan. I don't like this crap today. I haven't really paid attention or followed the wrestling extensively for probably 20 years. Uh, I mean, when WCW shut down and there was no more competition or when McMahon bought it out, it just, it was stupid. I mean, from 2001, probably until 2009, I did not watch a single episode of any of any wrestling. I mean, I didn't watch anything. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know who these people were. So during the 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 heyday of the John Cena, I wasn't watching. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't care. I still attended some of those wrestling conventions, like a, the big one, of course, if you want to call a convention. They don't like when you call it that. But the Cauliflower Alley... It is convention, but they just don't want you to say that. Whatever, that event in Vegas was great. And I went and I met the old time wrestlers and I, you know, I talked to people. I remember I was talking to Savaldi, Joe Savaldi. He goes way back to the 70s and the 80s. He was a WWF referee, actually. And then he started his own group uh, in New England. But. The Savaldis were big old-time 50s, 60s WWF wrestlers and other groups. And I told them. I remember I met him. I was like, I don't watch this crap today. I don't give a shit about it. It's garbage. I told quite a few people that. And then there was the legendary moment where Paul Jones, who's who passed away maybe five or six years ago, I think... But at the time he was still alive, it was like 2004 or five, and they gave him an award, and he went nuts. He was like, "Fuck McMahon," and then they got upset. They're like, "Oh, you, you, they said nobody can in the future. We don't want anybody doing that. Just you know, you can't talk bad about McMahon." Blah blah blah. They got all upset, but <clears throat> it was an interesting time. And then I started watching wrestling a little bit here and there up until this present day. There's a few things I've, I've, I've started to pay attention to. Uh, I was big on the... Who was that guy? Glorious? Jim... Was his name Rude or R-O-O-D? I'm not sure. I thought he was great. And then they phased him out and then he just recently came, came back. I always liked him. I like Bobby Lashley. That whole entourage of those guys are great. Uh, well, I was a big Enzo fan, too. And then it was that issue where he got in trouble. I guess he was harassing some woman or something. I'm not really f- up to speed on what that was all about, but he got fired. Uh, I thought Enzo was cool. I liked Enzo. Uh, so there's been bits and pieces I've started to watch a little bit here and there. I've never been into that whole, oh, the Mike Rotundo, the Bray Wyatt. I've never been into that. That's always been, as far as I'm concerned, that's bullshit. 
That's just a Kevin Sullivan, Mick Foley ripoff, nonsense, garbage. So that's not my thing. And everybody freaks out about the Playhouse, and I think it's stupid. Uh, so, like I said, there's been bits and pieces, but I haven't paid much attention lately. Uh, I did attend an event at the at the PPL Center when we were able to do that before all this bullshit happened. Uh, and it was all right. I didn't, you know, it was worth it. But the passion that I once had for professional wrestling has been long gone. Uh, what I can tell you is... I don't think wrestling was ever really meant to be led by some big company. It was never meant to be national. And it's not all Vince McMahon's fault. It's everybody's fault. Granted, Vince was a dick when he went national, locking people out of their TV contracts and taking over and raiding talent and everything else. He was bloodthirsty. And then he tried to cry when uh, the WCW started to get big and they started beating him in the ratings and he was saying they were predatory. That was bullshit. You were just as predatory about 10 years before that. But anyway, wrestling's not fun anymore. It's just not like it used to be. The people who watch wrestling, they sort of get off on it for different reasons that that myself, that I did and other people did. Uh, I mean, I, I read these posts and they're like, this man should be pushed and he should be a heel and his interview skills are bad. They just don't watch for the same reasons that I watched for the same reasons that other people watched everybody thinks they're an expert everybody thinks they're like a writer or a booker when in reality these people know nothing uh, years ago I think this is what I'm trying to, to, to talk about is there were all these different wrestling organizations and these geographical locations, different parts of the South, the West Coast, the Midwest, whatever. And different promoters could like have these big Thanksgiving shows or these Christmas shows. And across the country, there would be sellout crowds. It's not happening anymore. As much as I can say people watch wrestling, people don't watch wrestling. People don't respect wrestling. People don't care about wrestling. It's a dead sport. It's dying. It's been dead. As a matter of fact, I don't think that professional wrestling sports entertainment as a medium will exist in five years from now. Frankly, you have to ask yourself... Will we even exist five years from now? Of course, as this world continues to fall apart and get worse. and I mean, the world's coming to an end. I mean, please. Oh, we've lost our country. We got to get it back. So 
So the fact I'm not going to sit and wor- worry about wrestling. But I do remember. I remember the old days. I remember the territories. I remember Bruiser Brody. I remember the old Ric Flair. Ron, Ron, hands of stone Garvin. The hands of stone Ron Garvin. The Ricky Steamboats. Mill Mascaris. I remember it all. And people, some of you out there just weren't, you didn't live through that generation. You came after and you missed it. You missed the old true wrestling. Today it's all garbage. So we move on to discuss, as we now are approaching, the anniversary of the assassination of John Lennon. And I've, I've done a lot of research on this. This is one of my big pet peeves. My associate, Rod the Bot, and I did have a previous media program a talk show where we discuss the allegations where Paul McCartney was really dead and he's not alive anymore and that there's been an imposter for 50 some years and the evidence is pretty pretty strong but nobody nobody believes it I'm not going to go too much into that But I've read some books, and I I don't have the stuff in front of me. I'm walking down the street right now. But I am going to acknowledge the fact that uh, that John Lennon was assassinated on December 8th by Mark David Chapman, a troubled man from Hawaii, in and out of drug use. He did go to... He was in, uh, I guess, teaching, and I think it was he was a camp counselor. He was kind of a conservative, but he didn't necessarily do well in school. He kind of maybe flunked out. I'm not sure. I don't have the full details in front of me, but anyway, this troubled man left his wife back in Hawaii and went to New York and shot John Lennon. <laughs> My belief is, and what I've read and what I've studied is that he was part of a government plot. He was programmed. He was given MKUltra, of course, which is the big thing. MKUltra, you'll keep hearing that, as responsible for many troubling activities throughout this country. Many people have been programmed on MKUltra. And so was he. I used to have the book. Now I'm just like spouting nonsense. So this is not the best podcast. But I'm just telling you off the top of my head that there was always something very shady about the John Lennon assassination. And you have to wonder... I think John Lennon was going to tell people that Paul was not Paul. I think he was going to do it. He didn't give a shit. He was going to say, that's not Paul. 
Let's fall. Let's... Oh, what's the name? Billy Shears Campbell. That's who he is. He was going to come out. And they had this album before he did. And basically this guy was programmed by MK Ultra, Brainwashed. And then there's those theory that Yoko Ono was kind of in on it. That she was tied in with the CIA and she was tied in with some other sex. That she was like the master. She was like his handler. She was controlling him. There's some things about Yoko Ono, but I, I wish I had the stuff in front of me so I could do a proper coverage of this, but I, I don't have it. I'm just walking home. But anyway, when you look at the Beatles, they were largely overrated, but John Lennon was, was a good, was a decent talent. Uh... He wrote some great songs, some songs not necessarily that good, but mostly he was a very talented man, and I think he was pulling away from the whole extreme leftist movement. He was moving towards not necessarily the right wing, but kind of a moderate, and they just didn't want to deal with it. They they weren't going to have it, and he didn't give a shit. He was going to spill. He was going to spill the beans. He was going to tell it the way it was, the way it is. And I think they, they took him out. Uh, I do recall, I used to, and it was always, it was by, it was never planned. It just turned out this way. I was in New York on December 8th of 1990 with a rabble-rousing crew of kooks. And somehow, I wasn't even thinking that it was the anniversary of John Lennon, and we ended up, some of us ended up down at Central Park. And uh, we were already half drunk, and we just got more drunk and hung out with these people. And there were some shenanigans that happened, but that, that's, of not, that's nothing to do with anything, with this discussion. And... Uh, then after that, I was like, oh, we should just go to New York every year and hang out and get drunk. And so I went there in 91 and 92. <clears throat> and I think the last time was in 95. I'm not sure if I... No, I'm pretty sure I didn't go any time after that. I might have been there in 96 also. And it was usually the same group of people, the old hippies, the old liberals... <laughs> sitting there smoking their pot and drinking and singing the Beatles songs. But I got over it. I mean, as years went on, I realized the Beatles were good. They had some great songs. There's a few really great albums. But by and large, they're overrated. And then I looked into the whole Paul is Dead thing, and I, I've reached a good point in my life. It kind of all makes sense now. But uh, Lennon was a character. Yoko, no, I don't know about Yoko. No. I think she was a CIA operative. And one thing about Yoko is she did have some kind of secret boyfriend. Even when <clears throat> Lennon was alive and they were together, 
she was she was going around some guy and then they started traveling together later on after he passed away i don't know i just read that recently so again i probably should have things to to look at to cite my sources but uh i'm walking down the street <clears throat> But yeah, there was definitely, I mean, one thing that I can, that I can pretty much say is that there was some conspiracy involved with the assassination of John Lennon. This was some big government planned event. The extreme right wing of the Republican administration didn't want him around and then I think some other people were involved too. I think it was all tied in with the possible revelation that Paul McCartney is really not Paul McCartney and the fact that he was kind of underground for five or six years and with Reagan being in charge, they didn't want him protesting anything. It's a big... <clears throat> it's a lot to think about. So while I don't have anything to read and to refer to and cement and solidify these allegations I'm making, uh, I think I'm pretty solid on what I'm saying. Um, yeah, John Lennon was the most, and Harrison, <clears throat> and the, the true Paul McCartney before he was murdered in 1966. They were talented. And the star wasn't bad either. I mean, he was all right. Yeah, but Lennon was the true talent. And uh, they took him out. Mark David Chapman, another MK Ultra programmed assassin, just like Saran Saran was. There's a lot of stuff on that getting into the Kennedy thing, the Robert F. Kennedy assassination. We can go into the uh, John F. Kennedy assassination, but we won't. Uh, we'll let that go for now. Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you next time. Next time I'll have notes and things and whatever. But uh, today was like... Today... It was kind of a talk off my ass show, talking out of my ass, but I think I did a pretty good job. I'm not going to back down from anything I said. Have a good night.